I'm Ryan, and I'll tell you who the best wide receiver in NFL history is. I'm Jam, and Clinton Portis, I swear I don't know what happened to your money. And I'm Casey, and I'm still a little salty that my wife didn't let me wear a helmet at my wedding. Welcome back to Just Another Football Show. I'm your host, Casey, joined, as always, by Ryan and Jam. How are we doing today, fellas? Doing good. Doing good. Yeah, not too bad. Can't complain. Yeah, weather's nice right now. We're actually recording a little earlier, starting the drinking a little earlier. Absolutely. Holiday. Uh, yeah. Holiday week. We still want to get you guys some content, and uh, Jam's going to be blowing up a whole bunch of shit tomorrow. So Tons of stuff. I'll be at work, but yeah. Jam's going to be blowing up lots of things tomorrow, so we decided... Uh, we're just going to throw some stuff together and record a day early. So this is going to pop up on your feed on the 4th of July. So happy 4th of July. Happy 4th. Happy America's birthday, America. birthday, as my three-year-old likes to say. All right. So let's, uh, let's kick into this. Uh, anybody, anybody see what, uh, what Trubisky had to say here this last week? I didn't. No, I, I kind of uh, tune out bear talk. <laughs> Fair. So. Yeah, I mean, that's, that makes sense. But uh, apparently just sort of came right out and said that uh, Mike Glennon's a starter on this team. How do we feel about that? I don't know if he's being – like if he's just trying to give the good sound bites that you want, you kind of want him to say. Is he just coming out here going, oh, no, he's a starter, like wants to be that guy that's a team player? Or, uh, I mean, he's most likely probably serious. Yeah, well, I mean, I could you can argue both sides of this. Where, you know, do, do you want your rookie quarterback to not have that fight in him to come out and go, no, I want to fight for this job. I'm going to give it my all and, and, and try to take that job from him. Or, I guess, respect the, the veteran, in quotes. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like that's the canned answer. That's the answer you want every rookie quarterback to, to give right coach. now, right? I kind of coached on that. Um, I don't think that he's wrong. I'm sure that, well, that uh, Glennon is better than him and is looking better right now. I will say he did have another quote that uh, uh, he he sort of just made Glennon out to be a good guy, like a good teacher, you know. And that's he's not wrong. It's what you're doing at this point in, in his career. He's he's learning, learning the system, learning all that there is to learn with professional football. It's still a change from college, so I don't know. They're also you know paying Mike Glennon eighteen and a half million guaranteed, so he's the starter. He's got to start at least half the season at that money. I mean, I'd if, imagine if I, in this in this weird world where if he didn't start, but Trubisky got in there and won games and kept winning games, I I think they'd be okay with letting him start. I, I don't foresee that happening. You, but you drafted him, se- so you drafted Trubisky second overall. You, you gave up. Yeah, Whatever he gave up to get him, terrible. Uh, he has to start sometime this year. Like I know, traditionally he wouldn't. He would sit on the bench, and that's what you want from Mahomes and everything for that but, team. Yes, but he has to start this year. Like I know they paid Glenn all this money, and people are still trying to figure out what the fuck their plan was. I don't but, think they had a plan. I, well, they had a plan with Glennon, and then they had a new plan with Trubisky, and now they're trying to figure out what the fuck both their plans are when they put them together. I think that Trubisky has to start this year at some point. For, just, for that team that's not going to be good, I, I, yeah, for the I, I'm not going to tell you that you're him. wrong. I, I also feel like I don't know that you want to throw him to the Wolves and 
you could you could judge him as not being good because he's got a terrible team around him and he could turn out to actually be a good quarterback in the right system that could be said for a lot of guys so basically they made their bed now they have to oh absolutely they have to figure out what their plan is and i think that what will happen is you'll probably see mike glennon start maybe five six games this year they'll win one, two of them, and then the people start clamoring. You know, put Trubisky in, put Trubisky in. Same thing you saw with God. Oh, the worst. Yeah. The worst that team performs. There's going to be more talk about putting Trubisky in. Absolutely. Um, I mean, we're talking huge hypothetical here, but Mike Glennon comes out, starts winning ball games. Do you think at that point they're sitting there going, "Well, we got this rookie that we drafted second. We want to start him." I mean, you, obviously, you have to leave the quarterback that's winning games. Yeah, and I think I they just go don't think hot hand. Yeah, they're not going to. I don't think they're going to win games. No, they're, so, they're not. I. I if you look at the team, they have a pretty good offensive line. They have a defense that is young but played well last year with Great a couple guys back. hurt. They have very good running back core. Uh, not a lot in the way of wide receivers, but they do have some good additions in Victor Cruz. Uh, they added Kendi Wright from uh, Tennessee. Um, and, you know, if they Kevin do, White can they stay They do have weapons. Yeah. Oh, I hope Kevin White can if stay If Kevin healthy. White can stay healthy, that's a pretty good wide receiver. Uh, young, true. young, but. Um, well, Young to go with your quarterback, yeah. you know. Yeah, to go with your quarterback. They have good tight ends, too. They drafted a tight end this year, too. We'll see how he is. They get better. So, I it's not out of the realm of possibility that they win games. I don't think it's uh, automatically that they're going to get the first pick next year. I could see them winning games. I could see them coming out and, you know, doing well. But I, I just don't think that there's the continuity there with the coaching staff and the GM and, you know, the offense is all over the place. So, what's more than likely going to happen, in my opinion – is they're going to lose a bunch of games, and then the crowd will be, you know, cheering Trubisky. It's a good chanting name. Let's not think about it. Uh, and you know, he's going to have to start some games at some point, and he'll probably get the shit kicked out of him. Is it's, anybody though really surprised that he would come out and say this? Though, I mean, on draft day, aside from all of the uh, talk about the Forty ers just raping the Bears on this one, uh, it was that this is a great move by the Chicago Bears. Uh, Trubisky can sit behind Glennon, learn from Glennon. Like so, basically, what he's saying is what all the uh, quote unquote experts at the time were also saying um, is what the Bears' game plan may have been. I, I mean, there's no real film on either one of them yet. Yeah. Um, if this comments were to be preseason after we've got a chance to see them on the field, maybe then I'd you'd just think one way or the other. Maybe I'd think that he's just coming out here trying to calm a storm. As far as, hey, this is the starter. I'm cool with my position on the team. I know what my job is. My right. job is to learn the system, sit and wait for my opportunity. I'm not going to ruffle any feathers. Um, other than that, it's just kind of, I mean, we're talking about the Bears right out the gate here. Yeah, it's fair. I mean, we're going to, you know, tease. We're going to go over the Bears in a little more detail next week. We start our division previews next week. We're going to hit it hot and heavy with the NFC North because, well, we're based in Iowa. Yeah. So those teams are very All popular very close. in our area. So. We're gonna have a couple guys on, hopefully, to to come in and talk their teams. Uh, so yeah, it's kind of an expert opinion on. Yeah, you know. yeah. I mean, you, in theory, these guys should know their team better than we do. Yeah. I I know a, a bit, but I could say that I know more about my team than the other two guys sitting here. So yeah, maybe not wrong. Ryan, but okay, moving on. The uh, the Eagles waved Doriel Green Beckham. Yeah, old stone hands, as D- Kyle would call him. DGB. <laughs> Uh, as his fans, very few and far between, call him. Uh, he's had a rough go in the NFL. He had a rough go in college, too. He kicked around, had some off-the-field issues. I think that this one is just flat-out on the field. He's not yeah. producing. Well, there's, I mean, I, you can make that argument. You are correct. Um, there's also the argument that that wide receiving core 
is deep-ish, and he just wasn't going to fit. I mean, yeah, they I got Alshon, they got Matthews, Torrey Smith, Nelson Aguilar. Who, the guys that they've spent a yeah, lot no. on. Yeah, they spent a You're lot on gonna, Alshon. They, they uh, drafted Aguilar in Aguilar's the first been round. has been a bit of a bust up so. to this point, but he's, he's showed some, some sparks. So I, it might just be not enough, you know, too many mouths to feed at the same time, but it's also the second team that's cut bait with him. So, I mean, I guess he was traded the first time, but that's close to the same thing. I mean, at a certain point, you know, this league is all about second chances. Uh, players that are non-performing, you know, like you said, about Trubisky in the right system could be very good. You know, uh, I mean, it's a little tougher with the receiver because all you can do is get the ball to him. At that point, it's on him. I mean, a lot of it hasn't been his blocking downfield or his ability to create separation in space, stuff like that. It's literally just drops the football a lot. Um, yeah. I mean, at a certain point, like you said, he's been on a couple of different teams, had a couple of different tries. I mean, I'm sure there'd be a lot more uh, smoke around the fire, so to speak, if there were off-the-field issues or contractual issues, stuff like that. I honestly fully believe it's just performance. Yeah, I mean, someone will pick him. Someone will give him a chance. I mean, you, I, you say yeah. that it's, you know, a league of second chances, and I, he's past that at a point. But if, if it, it's his play. It's not his off-the-field. That's when you, when you hear second chance, you usually think off-the-field stuff. Someone will give him a a shot to, to prove what he can do. And he's, I mean, he's not gonna make a lot of money to do it, but some there are more than a few teams oh, yeah. that could use a, a tall, big bodied wide receiver. If anything, a huge yeah, there are a few radius, teams like, that could just use a wide receiver. Yeah. yeah. If anything, just stretch the field. Yep, absolutely. So I, I think he ends up on another team. I could see him at least making a training camp, maybe get a position at the beginning of the year. Uh, I, you know, the, the kids had a, a rough go and a part of that's on himself. Um, you know, with the off-the-field stuff, with the, the issues in Tennessee and Philly both. So we'll have to see. I mean, that's it. you can really just wait and see. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, if I had to bet on it, I'd say he'll be on a roster on opening day. I'd, I guess maybe I don't have to bet on it. But okay. No. So uh, Tom Brady was bet. interviewed here by, I think it was NBC Sports. Uh, ESPN. The ESPN. Uh, 30, or, uh, yeah, 30 for 30 oh, special. They got take out. your word. Uh, I literally just researched this like an hour ago. Fair. No, that's fair. I I saw the headline and, and the quotes, but uh, this is the first time he was asked about his wife's comments on the concussion or concussions that he has had. And he gave a real just non-answer answer, which is what you would expect from a player at a Bill Belichick coach team. Like, those guys all know what to say to the media, period. But um, let's see. He said, quote, she's there every day. I mean, we go to bed in the same bed every night, which, side note, is just him bragging. That's all yeah. that is. That was him working in the fact just that he a, goes to bed with a supermodel every night. Just another reason to There's hate the guy. No need to put that in your converse, in, in your quote, but he still did it. Look anyway, it, back to the quote. Wife. <laughs> so I think she knows when I'm sore. She knows when I'm tired, and she knows when I get hit. We drive home together from the games, but she also knows how well I take care of myself. She's just a very concerned wife, and she's she's a very concerned wife and very loving. I mean, it's a non-answer answer. You know, basically she doesn't know what she's talking about, but without saying it that way, I feel like the whole quote was just him being able to say, Hey, I sleep well, with a supermodel every night. The only, like that I had a big problem with this is cause uh, I hadn't seen the story break until you threw it in the rundown for this. So I did a little bit of research, a little bit of digging to find out the very first article I found was, I think a bleacher report article that the headline was Brady confirms wife's 
remarks about concussions. I'm going, oh, okay, what did he say? Did he say, yeah, I probably played with a couple of concussions. I pulled up, and it's that quote. And I'm going, okay, this is an editor that's just being very liberal with the quote at this point. And Brady wasn't even flat out asked about concussions. The word concussion no, oh did no. not come up. No, it was probably banned pre-interview. Well, yeah. Right? Yeah, There's was... a lot of things that before the interviews take place. They say, you can't talk about this, 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 yeah. this. So... It was very uh, – it was very, um, you know, kind of a lot of smoke and mirrors it's, around it. It's a Belichick answer. It's it's a well, even answer. the question would be like a question that Belichick would well, ask. They're gonna throw softball. Yeah. Yeah. Am I the only one? They're just happy like, to have him. Uh, like thinks Giselle put this out there intentionally to kind of bring light to it. Not only you know the fact that he particularly had has had some concussion issues that have been covered up, but the fact that. Multiple other players have too. He's a very prominent player. You, you are absolutely correct in in saying that that's the case. I don't. I don't. I imagine. So in my mind, she did this intentionally to kind of bring light to it, him specifically, but maybe on a, a larger level as well. Do you think there's any possibility that she might have brought this up, hoping that uh, stuff would come out? Maybe he would take some flack to try to sway Brady into retirement. I would not. That wasn't that, and I agree with you. That was where I was going to go. Is you're, I, I you're think the married she's guy. ready not, for him to be. Yeah, we know how to read. Like, well, well I mean, somewhat she's read what the wives are saying. No, no idea. Not <laughs> even a little bit. But I mean, she's out there watching him get his ass handed. I mean, yeah. It is, it, even in good games, you're going to get hit a couple. You hit good, and guys are going to go after Brady. You know, oh, that's absolutely. that's yeah, how you that, beat the Patriots. Yeah. You pressure Brady. Ask the Ravens. But I, I I feel like yeah she sees this and is worried for him. That's that that part of that quote's not a lie. So yeah. I feel like she'd rather him stop they, playing they at a certain point. They've got it. kids. He, yeah, you know they, you got to you like, got to think life after football. I feel like we've said this a handful of times on this show, and a lot of these guys aren't willing to think life after football. Yeah, they they treat it like it's a slip of the tongue for her to say, oh, he had these concussions or head injuries. I I kind of think she did it intentionally, but. We'll we'll never really know her intention. I'm oh, the sure. way she, the way it came out, I I mean, I wholeheartedly believe she intentionally meant to bring light on this. Whether we know exactly the reasoning behind it, whether you know there was something said in passing, or if she, like you said, just a concerned wife, or just trying to bring uh, daylight to an issue that is you know one of the major issues and the bigger stories in the NFL. Well, it has to be scary for a spouse, especially when they have kids together and things like that. Mm-hmm. You, you hear stories of you know uh, players losing their memory. Uh, acting irrationally, I, I don't want to say junior Seau, but hurting themselves or other yeah. play, other people. Yeah, yeah. well, even I mean, uh, there's numerous cases of that, and and even at the guy who's at at the top of his field, you know, he's suffering, could be suffering from the same kind of thing. Well, even uh, uh, I just had, got to watch a couple weekends ago the thirty for thirty on the eighty five Bears. There's a large portion of that devoted to Jim McMahon's. Yeah, uh, memory yeah, loss absolutely. issues, his uh, dementia that he's currently suffering, and you know, on a, almost a weekly basis, he has to go in for like special adjustments and treatments and stuff like that just to keep sane. So any wife, I assume, would be worried for their husband at this point oh, as many absolutely. times as he's hitting the head in a given game. So, yeah, I, I get, we'll, we'll never know. It's one of those things you'll never actually know. Um, she may come out and say something else. I, I doubt it. I feel like. She was talked to after that. Yeah, hey, she, don't do that. She we'll probably slap on the wrist and yeah. stay in your lane, so to say. Uh, so it turns out Sammy Watkins doesn't know math. Math is hard. Good segue. I, I mean, <laughs> if you have a concussion, am it's I hard wrong? To do math. It well, is. well, he—he, he, I don't think he had the concussion issues. He's had a lot of health issues. They weren't concussions, though. No. But uh, math is hard. Anybody want to disagree? 
No, I, no, I didn't see the numbers of the quotes. Yeah. I saw a lot of different quotes from different players about this topic. He, well, yeah, he, he's a little butthurt because all these NBA contracts, all these NBA contracts are dropping right now, and they are huge numbers. Uh, ESPN put up a graphic this afternoon that was, you know, three NBA contracts compared to a mountain of NFL players. Mo- uh, the majority of which were all top-dollar quarterbacks. Yes. Yeah. But – there's a lot more people on an NFL team than there are right. on an and NBA that, team. NBA team fields 15 guys. Yeah, we can pay you more. Yeah. yeah I, was, as opposed to 53 on the NFL team, you know, I think it was today or yesterday that uh, 53 on your on your on your starting on your, yeah, yeah. that are active. Yeah, active. Not not even mention practice squad. They generally and, yeah. the average is about 70 guys that are being paid every year by an NFL team. Yeah, the cap's higher, but it's seventy it's guys compared 70 to seventy compared 15? to fifteen. It it just these numbers don't jive. And the fifteen players are not all getting big top dollar like Steph Curry. And no, stuff, so. yeah. And for one, I mean, I get kind of get his gripe, but does Sammy Watkins think by any stretch of the imagination that he's worth that much no, money at this not. point? He's, he's not. I believe it was him that said if the, he could stay healthy, maybe. But he's had that huge problem. Mm-hmm. He also hasn't really had a good quarterback in any system. Uh, I, I can see so. Some of the more obscure players in basketball get gigantic contracts as well. Uh, guys that aren't necessarily household names get these really big contracts just to go sign somewhere else that maybe isn't a very good team. Uh, so you see that too. I'm sure Sammy Watkins would love that. He could go you know, play somewhere else and get big bucks for little effort or whatever. So I, I can see the gripe now. Uh, people bring up NBA salaries. Baseball salaries are higher, right? Baseball has no salary baseball, cap, so absolutely. Ca- uh, we yeah. just we just uh, passed Bobby Manila, Bobby, Bobby Bonilla Day, yep. which is the the day that the Mets pay him like a million and a half dollars yeah. every year. Well, they will continue to for an obscene number of years going forward. It's it's kind of ridiculous, but yeah, the, the baseball. I don't. You can't really make a comparison with baseball because it's if you're willing to pay them. Well, they're all they're all different sports. It's hard to compare any of them. Well, yeah, but I mean, at least these two, you've got a salary cap. I mean, you know, I was just over talking hockey with the 515 guys yesterday and looking at some of the contracts and uh, the most recent goalie signing price just signed for, God, I can't remember now off the top of my head. It's like $84 million over eight years. Yeah. It's like that, I guess, in the world of, of like other sports, that just doesn't seem like a lot. And I feel like you're getting your ass kicked as a goalie in hockey. I'd... You're literally taking pucks to the face. That's I... your job. It's just, just stand it. there. Yeah. So – I mean, you can't you can't really compare all these sports, but uh, I will say that uh, Adam Schefter had probably the best. It was very lengthy. I'm not going to go over the whole thing, but he said that uh, you know he, he's the one who pointed out that on average they're paying 70 players a year. Um, the revenues compared are also a bit askew. The NBA brings in about eight billion annually, and the NFL brings in 12. But uh, the salary caps being a difference of $99 million and $167 million is, I don't know, I think some people look at that and go, well, that's a lot more money than you could pay. Yeah, you're not wrong, but. Yeah, you're paying almost five times as many people. Math is hard, you know. So, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting to, to see what they, uh, what they thought on these contracts. They're getting close. Derek Carr got the $125 uh, million and Steph just got a two hundred million. But those numbers are always so like inflated with right. the NFL contracts. And you really, I'm, I'm sure you really so only need to look at the too, guaranteed yeah. number. Right, it's backloaded. And then because he's only, I mean, it's only like a fifteen million dollar cap hit this year. It's not terrible, right? And they're because they're trying to win now, and 
They just might. We'll see. I was I believe it was Sammy Watkins too that in there said that the the 2014 draft class yeah that he was a part of is going to change the way these contracts and negotiations are held. Basically saying that everyone from that the players from that year are going to be the reason that the rest of the NFL is going to start getting higher contracts. Well, I mean, that's how – I mean, in, in theory. But uh, you could say that with any – I mean, you're going to have breakout players every year, and they're going to get – you know, Derek Carr. He just upped what's going to happen. Yeah. The next quarterback that signs that – We'll get – We'll get a little bit more than that. Million, yeah. yeah. Derek Carr even mentioned in the press conference after signing, hey, it's a different guy every year. Yeah. Every year there's another quarterback that signs a huge contract and now becomes the next highest paid player. At one point it was Joe Flacco, and then it moved on to uh, – Matthew Stafford, and now we're seeing Derek Carr. It just continuously happens. I did look at it, and uh, Derek Carr, it's only $40 million guaranteed. So Yeah, uh, everyone throws around that five years, $125 million, but the guaranteed number is what you actually need to look at. Yeah. So um, in, the, in, our, in our little circle here, we, we like to have a little fun with, uh, with the, the weight bonuses. <laughs> so uh, LeCarrette Blunt is uh, set to earn himself fifty thousand dollars if uh he hits the two forty five mark when he reports to camp. Now was um, he was he coming in heavier than he was last year? You know, I don't know. Like I wonder it, why there wasn't a lot reported on that unlike, you know, Eddie Lacey. Eddie, oh that's that's a, big, a that's a that was noticeable. A no, and, and yeah, like he that was a big deal in Green Bay with him was that between seasons he'd put on a lot and so I, I don't know that he was. It may have been a personal goal that they're helping him with. It may be you know, there are a handful of things, but I, you could, you could I, just, I feel like I've look, never yeah. seen these weight bonuses very often. And there's been like three of them this season. Like, Which I don't get. Like, both of them have been productive at multiple weights. Garrett Blunt was very productive last year. Eddie Lacy was Eddie Lacy hurt. fell off. And, right. I mean, you, you might also be the sophomore slump, but um, he he did fall off the second year when like, he put on the weight. He's had injuries and things like that true. as well. It is true. People want to well, and the weight, the weight will not help a, a leg injury, that's for sure. No, I just – I mean, Eddie Lacy, noticeable size difference from year to year. You know, he ballooned quite a bit, and then they start talking about it. Like, like Garrett Blunt, you hadn't heard anything about him putting on yeah, weight. Like, maybe one. it's just a different – you know, now he's in a different system with a different coach, different trainers. Maybe they're like, hey, we want our running backs to be at this – Point. Or they could have watched film and said, we, we saw you perform a little bit better when you were 245. I don't know what yeah. it is now. Probably 255, 260. It's, it's, probably so. not, it's probably not a whole lot. But, hey, man, he's going to make more than I'm making a year. Just by, <laughs> yeah. just by losing some weight. losing some weight, man. I, this is the thing I don't get. They're again. both bruising backs. Their, their job is to take hits, absorb blows, power through. I wouldn't want them losing too much weight. Well, no, no one ever came out and said, hey, Jerome Bettis, yeah. cut some pounds, lose some weight. Earl Campbell, your ass is too fat. No yeah. one ever said that. Probably. <laughs> I'm sure someone, someone said that. Someone at some point like said that. Drunk and yeah. partying after a game. Anyway. Um, so that's all we got for news, I believe. We're gonna, so wait, does that mean we have to give like a good na- nickname to LeGarrette Blunt? I mean, I mean you does have, he have something in mind? You're volunteering very I, quickly. I don't. I didn't think so. I mean, we but could just swipe yours with we, we, Burrito we, Blunt. We we can take uh, take suggestions. Yeah. Any, anybody's got an idea? This we'll needs to be a good poll topic. People like to say, you know, cheeseburger Eddie. Cheeseburger Eddie is for Eddie Lacy. Poor poor guy getting fat shamed like that. Uh, I feel like we should. I, I'm not a fan of fat shaming, but if you're gonna do it to one you're guy, trying. right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like you're going the wrong way on this. I feel like you should probably get people to stop using cheeseburger Eddie instead of uh, actually, yeah, encouraging people to now. I, I, I feel like of... that's a, a bigger mountain to climb. Yeah. 
So I, I'm like he's a, just saying, hey, if you're if you're gonna fat shame yeah. one guy, fat shame them all. Yeah, basically. I'm I'm just kind of like hitting the easier target. So to, throw it out to the fans, the listeners. Hitting the easier targets right here. You yeah. can call me whatever you want. But. If if you have a good nickname, like a good food based nickname for Legarrette Blunt. Yeah, we'll steal it and start yeah. calling that. Maybe we'll catch on. We'll give you credit. Maybe we'll hear it on ESPN one day. I doubt it. So we're going to move on to our no huddle segment of the show. Have a little fun here. Got some, well, mostly fun topics. There's a couple that are off the wall a little stuff. odd. But um, I'm going to lean on Jam for a few of these as he puts most of this together for us. At least for now, while he's not doing anything. Um, well, What night was Wednesday night last week? I think it was Wednesday night because I was at work and I saw it and I laughed a lot. Jim Irsay just randomly <laughs> tweets out this picture of a... Naked woman from the neck down, and very not safe. For oh, work. very no. not safe for work. I mean, if you're if you're just on Twitter and scrolling, there's no real history check on that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, it was it was very not safe for work, and uh, it's, it's it's it was like late at night too. It was yeah. weird. Yeah, and and it was up there for a full twelve minutes before being deleted, and this like. This goes along with apparently a few weeks ago, maybe a month back. I'm not sure the timeline here, but Jim Irsay sent out a tweet saying I've been hacked. Hmm. Like, so I don't know. Is he doing like, is he trying to do preemptive damage? Just going, you know, sooner or later, I'm going to mess up. I mean, like you said before we hit the air, uh, old people don't know how to use the Twitter machine as well. I feel like you see a lot of them not not understanding exactly what they're doing. Yeah, I, I mean, we've all been dangerous. I mean, based on what was found yeah. in his car when he when he got in trouble there last yeah, he, year, the year had, before, he's he, had some issues. He's probably on something when it happened. So. Yeah, well, I mean, was he just browsing through the dark side of Twitter and then accidentally hit the retweet button? I mean, it wasn't even that good of a – I mean, really, if we're going to – Right. And he went like whole Fred Durst sex tape where you didn't even see her yeah. face right, right? at all. Weird. Just Wait, there's a Fred Durst sex tape. There is. Okay. <laughs> you see his face more than you do hers. I haven't watched it. This is what I'm told. Sure, sure. Uh, He's got the red the red ball cap backwards and everything. Don't know of course that he does. <laughs> of course he does. So the uh, there was a so a wedding that happened recently where the bride, whom is amazing, I want to throw this out right now. She is one of my new favorite people. Bought her husband a Miami Dolphins helmet to wear during the the ceremony and the reception oh. and the yeah, that's amazing. Pretty per- cool. Purchase to uh, match the cake topper. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, I saw a picture of the cake topper. The cake was pretty amazing. Like I, I had myself a little Chiefs cake topper at my wedding, but it was not uh, not anywhere near what the level that theirs was. The, the the bigger question here that I think we're all missing out on is. If my wife were to at one point ever just buy me a football helmet, let alone the day of the wedding, I'm going to start kind of wondering why do I need a helmet at this point? Like, what did I do? What did I say? Or are you just preparing for the inevitable that I'm going to say something and you're going to want me yeah. want to hit it's you? It's true. If I've learned anything about marriage from sitcoms, he's going to need that helmet. Yeah. Oh, it's true. It's, I, I, it's, yeah. Maybe they live in like a, a you know – if they're Miami fans, are they it's, from Miami? You know, hurricane, Florida. yeah, hurricane protection. Florida's rough. You know, hey, around. get 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 the helmet. Head to the. Well, I don't know where you go in a hurricane. Not a basement. They don't have basements in Florida. I think you just run. Just run. Get yeah, the helmet. Evacuate. Run. Haven't. I can't say I've ever had to, but. Yeah, she's she's MVP. That's amazing. I I, I was happy that I got a Chiefs cake topper and was allowed to wear my Chiefs tie for my wedding. So my wife tricked me with a Rams uh, garter <laughs> that I was not expecting to find. Uh, good stuff. Yeah, there was also a Chiefs garter. I I got yeah. a few. I got a few wins out of the out of the 
whole thing. And a bride, hello. Oh yeah, they're yeah, not. That's it. They're not listening to this show. Mine claims to. We'll see. Uh, so Jam, you wanna you wanna take the lead on this one because I really didn't get too in depth in this story, and you seemed real interested in it. This story blew my mind. <laughs> okay, so I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but Clinton Portis, and this is something that happens a lot to players, and it's unfortunate. Yeah, like I mean, this is the almost entire premise of the HBO show Ballers. Right, is these players come out, they get dealt all this money, they don't have the proper um, backing or support to you know, soundly invest it or, you know, they make mistakes. A lot of times these players blow tons of money. Terrell Owens There's is one that's rookie many symposium. They're taught how to deal with yeah. it. Only relatively. Yeah. New. Yeah. But, uh, so Clinton Portis apparently came out in a sports illustrated interview, um, discussing the fact that he had been taken for some like 45, 50 million dollars by this investment firm who, uh, he attempted to take to court and they basically walked. There was no mm-hmm. punishment. Uh, you know, I'm sure there's contracts somewhere that say, hey, we're not liable right. if the investments you make fall through. Um, apparently, Clinton Portis has decided to go full on vigilante at a certain point here and just uh, like you do. Yeah. Uh, like tail the guys to and from work <laughs> outside their house plotting fucking murder. Well, who's never been there? Yeah. Who's I mean, never been so mad? I've never sat outside someone's house. Thinking of ways to oh, kill them. I, I never have either. But then again, I've never lost $50 million either. So True. If I lost $50 million, I, I might think about it. Well, it's he just, didn't lose all of his money. Like, why couldn't he just hire someone? I, not not condoning it. I'm just saying. At that point, he... Not condoning know, the yeah. murder or the... Uh, anything. Okay. Not condoning, you know, hiring a hitman, tracking him. None of that. Just don't go to Craigslist yeah. for your hitman. Yeah. Well... It's a bad place to go. But it's just... It's just, it's just insane to think. And then he, like, this comes to light in this Sports Illustrated interview. He's just like, yeah, I kind of wanted to murder these guys. I planned it out. I drove by their houses. <laughs> and, like, no one thinks that maybe this should be reported, some kind of, you know, harassment suit or something. Clinton Portis has always been kind of a, a wacky guy, kind of tongue-in-cheek, so uh, maybe he was saying it, you know, a little sarcastically. Maybe he's being a thousand percent I mean, serious. obviously, sar- I mean, sarcasm doesn't lead to print unless you put it in a little italicized right. font. So it looks like uh, Tony Romo wants to stay in the news. Yeah, this was weird. Uh, this is one of those what could have been, imagine if type of scenarios. I, I'll, I'll throw a quick plug out, not that they I owe them anything at all, but it's one of my favorite segments that uh, one of the other pod, NFL podcasts on the NFL Network does. It's called the NFL, where they just take random scenarios and what would have happened if this had happened. It is amazing. He's got a cartoonist that like draws up stuff for him. It's so amazing. Give it uh, a check. Give it a check sound, out if you. That does sound interesting. My, my favorite one, which I think is the next one they're going to do, is if uh, Archie Manning and his wife had never actually got together, <laughs> because Brady'd probably have three more rings. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, at least two. So you know, small things. It's you know what you think about. But anyway, here's here's another scenario of things that could have happened. So apparently, Romo is out playing golf with uh, now free agent Ed Warder. And he's sitting there telling this story at some point, or very early in Romo's career, when Favre was wrapping up his time, or Brett Favre was wrapping up his time with the Packers, uh, Dallas was interested, and there was talk on the tables of a trade, and this is before Romo, I believe, had even, for the most part, started starting yet. Right. I don't, he hadn't played a whole lot yet at this point, and uh, Green Bay was willing to deal Brett Favre to Dallas for Tony Romo. Which is very interesting, knowing that Green Bay had already had Aaron Rodgers waiting in the wings. This is true. 
I mean, were they going to bring Romo in just to sit behind Rodgers? Was Romo going to come in, compete for the starting job? I mean, if Romo goes to Dallas, is Aaron Rodgers Aaron Rodgers <laughs> today? Is he still just getting stuck sitting behind players who aren't as good as he is, not getting the opportunities? Um, I mean, this is like him his draft day all over again. Yeah, there's so many so many different thoughts there that are things that could have happened. It's just just crazy. Brett Favre and Tony Romo, in my mind, are kind of similar quarterbacks. Big arm, can escape. Got off the field, you know. Oh, they're gunslingers. Gun, they're yeah, gunsling- definitely gunslingers. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's funny to see that Green Bay thought that he could work in their system. In my mind, I don't really equate Aaron Rodgers and Tony Romo as similar. They they kind of are if you think about it. But for whatever reason, my mind doesn't make that that same. That's probably because Rodgers doesn't didn't throw nearly as many interceptions <laughs> as Tony Romo did. Uh, like uh, Bill Parcells was interested in Brett Favre. Here's the, here's the thing that like this brought to mind. As Favre went from Green Bay to the Jets, had a subpar season, right. then went to Minnesota and, you know, Bounty Gate away from possibly taking that, that, that team. That season, if I'm not incorrect, knocked uh, Tony Romo and the Cowboys out of the playoffs. playoffs. And by if I'm not correct, I mean I'm absolutely correct because I was at that game. <laughs> it happened. Yeah. Well, did they, was that the game that Romo fumbled? Huh? I don't Or was remember. that the year after? I, I, I went and drank a lot of beer and watched a playoff yeah. game. It was fun. But. but, I mean, does Brett Favre go on to maybe win Dallas a sixth Super Bowl if he's in that system? It's just weird. We'll never know. I, I mean, is I, that, this I, is I definitely it, a lot of if, ifs and buts or candy and nuts type of scenario. It's just just interesting topic. So while we're on the topic of uh, Tony yeah. Romo, uh, another story that I saw today that I, I don't know if anybody else at the table saw, but it made me laugh, so I had to throw it in here. Um, homeboy in Las Vegas, uh, during his, uh, what was it? Was it actually his his sentencing hearing for a uh, double murder? Yeah, death penalty he, he was facing yeah. the death penalty, walks in wearing a Tony Romo jersey. Not only was it a Tony Romo jersey, but it was brand fucking new because the tag was dangling the from his arm. Yeah, I read about this today. Uh, so the guy was, as accuser, convicted of killing his wife. Uh, yeah, hiring a hitman to kill his I, wife and then killing the hitman. Killing the hitman. Well, you, you got to tie up those loose ends. You got to tie up those loose ends. So, I mean, the story itself is just ridiculous and amazing. But what if he got caught in this never-ending cycle of hiring hitmen to kill hitmen? I mean, like, I mean, he didn't want to kill his wife, so he hired a hitman. Well, then he had no problem killing the hitman. Well, he just kept, like, he didn't want to do the killing, but had no problem <laughs> Eventually, with being one a part of it. Eventually, one of them's got to catch on, I think. Well, At I do point. believe I, in the story it said it was, like, his sixth wife or something. I hope. What happened to the other I, five? I, I the other five are all I didn't right. go that deep down the rabbit uh, hole. I just watched the videos that news yeah. reporters that were in the room <laughs> tweeted as he walked in happy as could be in and his Tony Romo jersey. He said that he, he intentionally picked the Tony Romo jersey, uh, so he wore, like, the jersey, jeans, and like, you know, Reeboks or something, because he was going to to be in front of a jury, and he thought that he could appeal to them a little bit more. Um, I believe it was the judge or the, went the the opposite way. Yeah, I, I, believe it, like it or not, it was a judge terrible or the decision. Prosecutor or something was just kind of like offended. Like you don't take this ser- clearly. Yeah, you're yeah. not taking any of this right. seriously. Like the only way he could have pissed off a jury more is if it was a Tom Brady jersey. <laughs> I think, yeah. Maybe they did some jury work before and they found out. I mean, I could could think Dallas, you know, if you're in, you know, Texas, maybe you walk in there for your sentencing and your tone. Yeah, they they don't (laughs) care. There's no there's no talking about it. So uh, Jam sent me a link earlier with uh, with with the first 
first match that uh, D'Angelo Williams had in wrestling, and goddammit, he almost killed himself. It was I don't, I don't know if you got a chance to watch this, Ryan. I haven't he, watched he, the video. He took a jump off, off the top rope there, and I, I feel like the spot was supposed to go through the table. Didn't happen. <laughs> table rolled over, and he went straight on his neck. Like... The funny part is he's being laughed at while it happens. Like oh, yeah, the, the commentators. Wrestler, yeah. Well, and one of the other wrestlers in the ring, if you look at it, is laughing at him because he fucked that spot up so bad. Fucking green kids, I tell you. <laughs> so it's uh, – I mean, we talked about this, those of you that had the, you know, the sneak peek uh, of the practice episodes we filmed, uh, recorded, filmed. I don't know how it works. We're digital anyways. Who cares? But, uh, I mean, one of the things, the big arguments I had against this was he's a free agent right now. I don't know if he's actively seeking a contract or like I'm sure he he's still got a lot left in the tank. He can play yeah. anywhere that they need a solid veteran presence, especially you know a running back or a backup running back. Um, and my concern was he's going to step into a pro wrestling ring. There's a lot of risk involved in yeah. that. You could hurt yourself, and then he almost breaks his freaking neck. I mean, it's rid- apparently from what I heard, the match like he did really well. There's a lot of people yeah. going, "Hey, he, he could just he hang. was getting praised up and down for how well he did." But all I saw was, you know, and that's all you get the report of. It was, holy yeah, shit, he, Angelo Williams almost breaks his neck in his first match. So. Was, he, was it uh, him and Gary Barnage, the tight end? No. Of the Browns? No, no. I no, there, he was somehow associated there, there was there was no other NFL player involved in the match. The didn't hear that. I, that's what I heard. I'll look into it. I'll look, right. maybe I'll, I mean, I'll right. I mean there's, there, there's a long list that I'm not going to get into now for time's sake about NFL players, former NFL players, active yeah, NFL players. Cut part of it out. But uh, – it's just it's ridiculous. The video is insane. I mean, we're. I mean, I mean. Luckily, he didn't get hurt. But did he walk it not, off? He, just... he no. He 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 made the pin. Got the one, two, three. Everyone was happy, go lucky after won. the match. He won yeah. the match. Yeah. Um. I mean, I feel like it's I mean, kind of the gonna, writing on the they're, wall. They're going to put him over in his first match. I mean. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, not going to get into that talk. Um, this isn't a wrestling podcast. The last, not yet. The last, um, no huddle. A fun bit that I had. Anybody see Marshawn Lynch get the red card? Anybody make it that far and see that one? I did see the Marshawn Lynch I, I red card. I only put it on here because the video is fucking amazing. He runs out there in flip-flops. I watched him run out there the first time and assumed he was wearing regular shoes, and I was like, this guy's not going to be able to play football. He looks like me running out onto the fucking <laughs> softball diamond. He just looked like waddling yeah, yeah. and looks like he's uncomfortable and sore, and then realized he was wearing flip-flops. Went, oh. Fuck like, flip-flops. I guess that I makes sense. Flip-flops. But he then just, like, picks up the ball and runs it into the goal. <laughs> like, try like fake runs the guy over and the referee. It was a charity thing. So yeah. it was all all in good fun. But I, I laughed a lot. Cause just he just another he runs story. over and picks yeah. it up and runs it across the line. And do, you, do you think that he heard us last week talking about Rob Ryan trying to kick things in flip-flops and was like, I'm going to do it. I'll I can it. do it. I mean, he did get a solid kick on that ball. Yeah, gotta hurt. just another story about how Marshawn Lynch is awesome. Like I, I love Marshawn yeah. Lynch, all of his antics. like the the him in college hijacking the uh, little gator cart and yeah. driving it around on the field. Was it college or high school that he did that? I don't remember. I'm not sure. I think it might have been. I have been high school. It might have been high school. I don't, I, all I know is they invited him back for like the anniversary of that, and he like drove his mom, who was riding shotgun, out there. I mean, Marshawn's hilarious. He's a great player. Yeah, uh, he gets a bad rap just because he doesn't want to talk to the media. Can't blame him. The guy doesn't want to give you anything to talk about other than what he does, I guess, on the field. I, the guy's quirky, but he's ah, he's entertaining. Love Marshawn Lynch. All right, so we uh, we solicited we've been soliciting some emails or some questions, and uh, yet to receive much of anything. But our uh, our good pal Cody, who I believe will be on when we talk uh, talk the AFC West, 
I talked to him <laughs> this weekend, and he's in. He's a Denver Donkeys fan. Assume, so. Assuming he remembers that conversation it's, after it's true. Saturday we, we had. Some good partying. It was early, so but uh, he's, he's a good guy, except for the, the, the Broncos fan part. But uh, he shoots us uh, a question here on the Facebook and uh, wants to know which NFL player has the most to prove this year and why. Um, we had a very brief conversation about this before we started, and me and Jam went to the same spot. So I'm going to throw it to Ryan first. I was uh, – so you guys both went to the exact same player. I mean, player. I can come up with something else, and which I will. Is, but I'm going to gang, gang tackle the one that Jam came up with because I 100% agree. I've got, I've got a handful we could we could discuss. Yeah. Well, I mean, any wide receiver on a prove-it contract, you know, you're uh, – there are a couple guys out Decker. there. Decker. Alshon, things like that. Yeah. Alshon. That's who I was thinking. Yeah. I couldn't – I don't know why I couldn't go up with the name, but that, yeah, that was my thought, but that wasn't my first thought. But go ahead, Ryan. What, what do you got? So you guys both went to the same spot immediately, which I didn't, I didn't even pat, run through my mind. Um, but my first thought was Adrian Peterson. And, and here's why. That's fair. And here's why. So before the last couple of years, he was surefire Hall of Famer. And he, probably, he likely still is. Uh, his name was certain to go down as one of the best running backs of all time, and it, it probably still is. But these last couple of years, he's kind of tailed off. Last year, he was hurt. He only played a couple of games. And, you know, unceremoniously got dumped by the Vikings. Had a protracted or, or extended uh, free agency period where no one was really biting. No one was picking up. He finally ends up on a team. He's on the Saints now. And this is his chance to say, hey, I still got it. I'm still that guy who almost broke the, the record. You know, I'm still that guy who is going to get you – you know, 2,000 yards is going to get you, you know, put, put it on my back. I, I can take you there. Um, I, I think a lot of people kind of even forgot he was in the league after last year. Uh, I know from a fantasy perspective, he kind of dropped off, you know, immensely. Yep. And it just in the NFL world, he doesn't doesn't really exist anymore until the free agency period hit, and now he's on the Saints. So I think it's going to be a big year for him. That offense never really had, like, a strong kind of, like, focused running game they were kind of all over the place with ingram and the the various other wide or wide receiving running backs so it was it'll be interesting to see kind of yeah they've always been there. more of a running back guy committee type of system you know um right create separation get open you know not open in space but uh you know get through that first line of defense and then just hit the gas and go um you know darren sproles is really good at that when he was there uh so now they've got a, a bru- uh, bruising back for right. the most part, AP, someone that's going to just attack the hole. So it's going to be different. It's going to be a whole different game plan you would expect from New Orleans bringing him in, like you said. They'll have a good change of pace. Yeah, he's got a lot uh, a lot to prove. Right. Um, I would never question his abilities. His health, to me, is the big issue here. He's got to right. prove that he can and stay he, healthy. He has that to prove as well. He's, he's had some injuries the past few years that have kind of held him back. Last year he missed almost all the year. Years before he's missed – games here and there spot games so um you know he, he came back almost miraculously from his, his acl tear and, and so people can never really give him too much shit for that but he's a name that kind of fell out of favor so i think he could put himself back on the map with with this year so me and jam went to the same spot and we're going to keep this brief because we've we've already had this we've had this conversation it'll, and it'll times, come up again but the fact that we both went to the same spot and probably for the same reason um Alex Smith. 100%. Alex, Alex Smith, more so because in my mind he is he, – he's auditioning for another team next year. Oh, I, As much as I'd love to see him stick around in Kansas City because I, I do think he's a good quarterback. Um, the phrase game manager takes a lot of shit these days. 
but uh, he takes care of the ball. He's he's going to end up just because of what Kansas City's going to owe him next year. He's going to end up on another team, so he's auditioning for that role, and he's got to prove that he can do some of the things that people doubt he can do. He can throw the ball downfield, which I, I do believe he can do. I think that's play calling, but he's got to prove it so that he can get some money next year. Well, we all know Alex Smith can throw the ball down the field. We saw him do it in San Francisco. Um, you know, in a shootout against Drew Brees, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, he pulled it off, managed to make it happen. Sure did. Uh, I think I'd love uh, – see, I think to prove uh, – he's got something to prove here. Like you said, I don't see him being on that team next year. In all honesty, I could see – you know, it's it's a hilarious situation, but, you know, I'm sure you'd love to see it happen. Alex Smith goes Super Bowl, wins Super Bowl with Kansas City. He could still wind up getting cut after it's that. Happened. They owe him money. They've got their guy for the future that they've picked up. Uh, mostly, I think he's got something to prove. I think that is the only thing yeah. that could give him on that team. That's, I think he's got something. I, I'm not saying that would do it, but that is the only way that he stays on that roster next year. Oh, yeah. I think he's got something to prove to uh, the coaching staff and the management in Kansas City. Hey, you think I'm done? Well, F you. This is what I can yeah. still do. And if you're, I'm not going to do it for you, I'm going to go do it against yeah, you. Is yeah. the way I think he's going. Um, Speaking but, of that, if you're not just the same team, same, not going to do it for you, do it against you. Jamal Charles. Yeah, I mean he's got something to prove. And there's there's talk that he may not even make that roster. Right, which it's something it's, I heard I, a couple weeks ago. Even. I, I don't know that that's the case, but you know he's been hurt the last couple seasons. He hasn't been able to get it done. He has another one of those names that if he can come out and produce half of what he did for Kansas City, Daniel's going to be in good shape. It's going to be helpful with that quarterback situation. I almost forgot entirely about Jamal Charles. It's the same same way with AP. Until he resurfaced uh, with the free agency this year. I really kind of he, he fell off the map entirely for me. Well, it was two terrible years in a row yeah, as two. far as injuries. I mean, back it years. was injuries. So injuries. He, there's not much you can do, and I don't flaw him completely for doing what he did. It, it still hurts me. On the if inside, he can, but. if he can perform and prove to that team that he can stay healthy, maybe be willing to take a little less money. Um, I, I see him making that squad. But again, he's like, this is a great oh, question because he literally, he literally has to prove. That he can do it. Um, um, Stubby and I were talking while you were out of the room for a second. Matt Ryan. See, my, I was going to go even one step further and just say the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, in general. Yeah. That, I, that I feel whole squad. Like, I, like we've had the conversation time and time again that we don't know that how that division is going to work or how good who's good and who's going to stay good. But, you know, I, I feel like they sort of came out of nowhere last year with the consistency and played well all season, and and really they would not were not my pick to get into the Super Bowl. I, I don't even think I had them in the playoffs. And yeah, I'm not sure they were anyone. They got pick, you know either. got to the Super Bowl. Can you do it again? Can you can you win your division again? Yeah. You know, not even can you go win the Super Bowl because that's that's a very difficult thing yeah. to ask anyone to do is to repeat championship. Or I guess they didn't win, but to get there, yeah. to repeat but appearances to to repeat, get back, get your team back in the playoffs. You know, they got they're opening that new stadium. They got a lot of buzz. Have you seen the scoreboard in that stadium? Like the oh, around that place is so cool. Yeah, it's amazing. I yeah, I think I don't I don't know if it so much falls on. It might be unfair to put Matt Ryan into this. Hey, prove it type of thing. I don't think it was no, his I performance that cost him the Super Bowl. The whole team. Uh, Matt Ryan's going to have to prove if he can continue to play at that level. Matt Ryan's always played at a very good level. He's had the question marks about, you know, 
not being able to get it done in the postseason. He's great. Um, Last year, he won a couple games with seconds left on the clock. We've seen him do it before. Uh, Atlanta, to me, is one of those teams that you've seen with the generally the same cast of characters year in and year out for the most part. But they'll go from the cream of the crop as far as the NFL goes to bottom of the barrel and then right back up there from year to year. It's, you know, a roller coaster ride basically for that team, uh, depending on what you're going to get on the field. Um, you know, maybe one of the, maybe they're one of those teams that, uh, the old adage, you know, the ball bounces one way or the other, you know, if they're getting a little momentum going one way, you know, some, you know, a penalty, a crazy turnover or something like that kind of deflates their sails, you know, puts the momentum in the other, in the hands of the other team. So it's going to be interesting to see how they bounce back from that. We, we've always, there's more focus usually on, uh, defending Super Bowl champions to try and make the bounce back. When was the last time that the losers of the Super Bowl were back in the same picture? Off the top of anybody's head, I have I no idea. I like the more ridiculous stat that I don't have in front of me and cannot verify at all is the team that lost the playoffs not making the playoffs. The next – not Super Bowl, not making the playoffs the next year. all the time. Yeah. And that's a, Just a, a real thing. fall. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's, I, I think it's, they have like a real bad taste in their mouth right now, and it, it's what are you going to do with that? You know, are you going to turn that into to motivation, or are you going to let that eat away at you? Uh, my thoughts on the the Matt Ryan thing is, is most people would consider him to be a, an okay to good quarterback, not really knowing the stats, just kind of knowing the name. Uh, you know, he won the MVP last year. Is he going to, you know, do well again this year? Show that he's actually a great quarterback, kind of ascend to that next tier, or you know, is he kind of going to fade a little bit backwards so i think that's kind of why matt ryan's name popped into my head um i i don't think that he has the the you know the name recognition that he really warrants mm-hmm. uh, i think this could be a year where he really like solidifies his position if he's able to take you know take that motivation take that kind of i don't even want to say he needs to take the next step he won the mvp he went to the super bowl you know he, he well the almost, next step would be winning the yeah. super bowl um, As a player, I don't know what. Yeah, you know, I mean, there I, was there was there was talk came out just recently of uh, Carolina Panthers players, Cam Newton specifically, talking about how much that loss in the Super Bowl kind of derailed their entire season last year. Yeah, you know, um, you're a team that gave up the biggest margin of, let alone playoff games, but Super Bowl history. You know, yeah. <laughs> twenty eight three. And they they blow it in the third you know the third quarter fourth quarter the first Super Bowl to go to overtime, that's going to leave a very bad taste in your mouth. If just losing a Super Bowl can affect a team to the point where they fall off the way Carolina did, losing the Super Bowl like that could be very bad. True. I mean, if we if we got time, there were one more that I go for it. Talked no, about. we got we got plenty of time here. Kurt, I, I got one other fun thing to sort of go over, but we got Kurt, plenty of time. Kurt for that. Cousins, yeah, definitely has to True. prove. He, I mean. I think he's quietly proving it. I think he's already sort of proven it. But he's at this point, he's trying to get a contract. So Washington, he, he I mean, what else? Contract. Well, he does, but what else does Washington need to see out of him? So he's definitely going to prove whether or not he's worth what he wants from Washington. Or he might be point. in the same same boat where he's auditioning for other uh, locations. He, I don't know that Washington will sign him long term. There was like he was, should. He was a hot topic yeah, earlier lots, this offseason. Lots of teams looking at him, wanting to make a deal happen, just could never broker the deal. Um, Washington still like what is this? His third? I want to say this is like his third year under the franchise tag without. Yeah, a contract. I don't know about that. I think it might be second, two, but second, I want to say yeah, two. Second, yeah, two came to my third. mind. 
But it's just they don't want – for some reason beyond me, they don't want to offer him the long-term deal. I, I In my mind, he's the next quarterback that gets that huge contract. And as of right now, as of this last season, it's deserving. He was a top-five quarterback last year. Um, like you said, he, he does have to prove that he's consistent like that. He's gotten better every year. Uh, now that you're kind of at the, the peak, you have to you have to stay up there. So I think any kind of slouch or any slump at all kind of uh, proves Washington right for not giving the big contract could adversely affect, you know, the next five, six years of his career. Um, so, yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right in saying that he has a ton of pressure on him. He has more to prove than almost any player. Um, and it's just, you know, we just have to watch the season to see if he can, can do it. All right. Well, thanks for the question, Cody. We greatly appreciate it. Yeah, that's a great topic. We're always fielding questions. We've got our uh, couple couple different spots that you can get a hold of us. We'll go over all that at the end of the, the show. Um, but now we're going to have a little fun. I saw this, this meme, and we're going to go over that. And I want to get these guys' opinion. They have no idea what's about to happen. We're working off of memes now? Uh, well, no, we have. We have it's, n- it's really. Yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> we have no idea what's about to happen, and both of us took this assignment the wrong way, apparently. We, we prepared and, and probably. Well, we'll, we'll get there. I don't feel like you, you, you didn't prepare correctly. Right. I just. There's a question that's going to lead to a greater, greater conversation, a bigger conversation. Hopefully. So. This uh, this meme, I guess for the lack of a better word, went around. I, I had a little debate on it. I went and looked, and it, it, it seems to be a consensus, but I feel like we can build a conversation off of it is what I'm shooting for here. Oh, I saw this meme. I can see it in the reflection behind oh, you. Okay. okay. I got nothing. Okay. I got nothing. I'm blind. So uh, you see this more with, like, uh, NBA stuffs, but there, there are two columns of players. Okay. Column A and column B, and you need to pick one. Okay. And this is all of these wide receivers in their prime. Column A, Des Bryant, Michael Irvin, okay. Julio Jones. It really is a lot easier if you can see it, so you're not wrong. I meant to print this off so you guys could see it. And Terrell Owens. Okay, that's column A. That's column A. Sure, sure. Column B, Randy Moss, Calvin Johnson, Antonio Brown, and Odell Beckham. Okay. Okay, so first and foremost, pick one. Before we get into any other debate here, because I've got some some fun things that I want to play with here. Randy Moss. Uh, yeah, as I say, if, if, if we can only pick one for first, I, if he picks Moss, I'd go probably. No, no, no. I mean, you, you pick okay, a then, team. Then, pick a team, A or B. Pick a team? Yes. Oh. These are teams of receivers. You get all four of them. B. In their prime, A or B. Oh, I thought it was A. Uh, no. See, I misinterpreted the meme. I thought it was A with B going across no, no, the board. No, 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 no. It is straight down the line. Oh. Pick A or pick B. B. I'm going to go A. Really? A just Give me this. something. Okay, okay, good. Good, 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 good. Because everyone that, other than maybe one other person that I've talked to about this agreed wholeheartedly that it is B, 100%. I'm gonna so go ahead. Go A for the simple fact that unless I'm mistaken – there's more Super Bowl rings on A than there is B. I would I would tell you that you're absolutely correct about that. Like Michael Irving, I think's bringing the bulk of those. Michael Irving's the only one. Of yeah. Any of those four bringing any of them. Yeah. So. Isn't... Did AB get Antonio's one? Antonio's Brown. Did Brown get one? I don't think he was with God, the Steelers. We the really point. Should... Yeah. No, no, no he was not a Steelers. I don't, I don't believe point. so. 
So okay, no, I mean if that's if that's the the what you want to use, that's cool. Um, what stands out to you on this list, Jam? I'm gonna point it at you. Um, no Jerry Rice. No Obviously, Jerry was the thing Rice. I thought, but uh, I mean that's just a given, right? Any team Jerry Rice is on is gonna be okay. One you're gonna okay, take. so take any person on A off and put Jerry Rice on. Take who? Take anyone on this list off. I mean, uh, the the general oh. consensus is that Team B is better. So take anyone off of list A. In my opinion, it would probably be either T.O. or Michael Irvin. Take them off and put Jerry Rice on. I still take B. Really? Absolutely. Uh, that's, uh, that's that is. Uh. So before today, I would have easily side with you. Say, oh, you could add Jerry Rice to Team A and B is still better. Okay. The, the team with Moss, Megatron, uh, Antonio Brown, OBJ is still better. But then I got to looking at the stats. You said we're talking about okay. wide receivers, so sure. I, I did what I do. I looked up some stats. Absolutely. Uh, Jerry Rice is not only the top of all the important uh, stats for a wide receiver, he is handily on top. So, like, like the one that really struck out to me, or struck me, is uh, Jerry Rice has the most touchdowns of any receiver mm-hmm. in football ever. He has 197. Next closest guy, Randy Moss, 156. Yeah. So that's a difference of 41 touchdowns uh, over, well, let's see, Moss played for about 14 years. Jerry Rice played for about 20, 19 years, yeah. 19 seasons. So he's dominant. And he has these kind of uh, legs up on every single category. Receptions, he has 1,549. Next closest guy is Tony Gonzalez at 1,325. So that's 250, or 225 more receptions. See, I, I like your like you're going with the overall stats or season stats. I firmly believe that Antonio Brown, over the past four years, has had a better four-year stretch than any wide receiver to have ever played the game ever, period. Well, let's see. He has been – we're not talking career statistics. We're talking over the last four years, which is, which is going to be hard for, for statistics to look at without knowing you were going to do it coming in. Yeah. But well, – I, so, I just I feel like Antonio Brown makes beasts. I mean, and then in, with with Megatron, whom in his prime was unfucking guardable. Same with Moss. Megatron was going to be the only one out of this list that could probably rival Jerry Rice. Still could if he would just decide that he wanted to play for Detroit. Um, we've talked about that how they've pretty much own. I mean, you wouldn't catch up in point. some of those statistics. Obviously. No, you're not, not going to catch sure up, Ryan but you could rival. But the comparison was always there between. Uh, Calvin Johnson and Jerry Rice, as far as size, speed, abilities, hands, you know, what they could do. Antonio Brown, uh, he, I mean, he's had a great four years, but the argument you always make to me when we discuss measurability of a quarterback is, I mean, championships is he won in that span of time. To me, that's different. Though. It's different when it comes to the point of a wide receiver. It's true, but if you want to look at the, the the other point that I was going to make is if you look at the statistics that Ryan threw out with like touchdowns, how many other guys on that Steelers team are scoring touchdowns? Because Lev Bell plays on that team and he's scoring, he's a, lot. scoring a lot of touchdowns. I, I don't know that that's a great so the name metric. It's an it's an un, really. it's an un, it's it's another one of those things. It's it's the LeBron Jordan debate. I mean, that you'll you never get an answer to. If you don't want to talk touchdowns, just I mean, Jerry Rice has over twenty two thousand receiving yards. Yes. Yeah. Ryan, uh, yeah. well, Ryan, what's so, the next closest on that stat? Next closest guy. Uh, so so Jerry Rice, he has twenty two thousand eight hundred ninety five. So twenty two thousand nine on nine hundred yards. Our next closest guy is fifteen nine. So that's a difference of seven thousand yards. Mm-hmm. 
that's I mean, granted he played a lot longer, not necessarily a lot longer, but longer than most wide receivers. He played almost twenty years. Next guy on that list is To, who played for fourteen years. Yep. Um, Randy Moss played for about fourteen as well. So here, here's something uh, you know we can discuss, kind of throw a different take on this. Uh, yeah. Um, how many different quarterbacks are the most of these guys to play for? I mean, we always say like a you know the receiving core makes the quarterback look good, but then then again, so does a quarterback. Jerry Rice has played, you know, well he's played with some of the the greatest quarterbacks. You yeah. know, Montana like Young, two, two Rich Rich two of the absolute greatest. But I won't dispute that. But uh, I mean, some of the other receivers on this, especially this graphic here, mm-hmm. have had very good years, but. They've been with very, I mean, for the most part, solid quarterbacks themselves. And, like, Antonio Brown's had one guy throwing him the football this whole time. Can he make someone else look that good? Oh, we'll find Can, out. We, we, will, we will find out. We will absolutely yeah. find out. Big, the, you know, he didn't have much left in the tank. We talked Big Ben last week a little bit, yeah. Uh, you know, Megatron, he had Matt Stafford. He had some guys before Matt Stafford mm-hmm. throwing him the ball, too. Stafford throwing the ball, too. Matt Stafford is a pretty good guy. Uh, you know, Irvin had a Hall of Famer thrown to him, too. Troy Aikman. Um, almost since his entire career. Julio has Matt Ryan, has had Matt Ryan his whole career. Um, so there's that. T.O., I think, is the name that stands out to me most on this list. He's had a ton of so, different quarterbacks, and how many of them? T.O. Not been one. On, on five different on five, teams. On five different teams with multiple quarterbacks. Yeah. Which one of those quarterbacks would you consider Hall of Fame level? Romo? I agree with that. I, yeah. I, know, I, don't, yeah. I don't know how many other people will, but I, I do agree with that. I, I mean, I mean McNabb, McNabb a little bit. I mean I'm not. I'm Jeff Garcia is nowhere near the top of that list. Yeah. I mean Garcia was good, but he's not. I don't think he's ever going to make a Hall of Fame. Yeah, I don't uh, even know. I I can't think even off the top of my head. T.O. was in Buffalo for one year. I don't know who the quarterback was then. No, I mean it's uh, it's a Buffalo quarterback. They no, it's funny. Didn't T.O. wind up in Did he, I thought he wound up in Cincinnati for a while? Cincinnati as well. was his, his, the last team he was on. Last yeah. stop. Yeah. Um. But funny. but he's a uh, sorry. But he's a name on this list that comes up a lot more than I thought looking at all these. So he has the second most uh, receiving yards of any any uh, wide receiver. He has the eighth most receptions. Um, and he's on here too. Eh. Most uh, fines Maybe not. for yeah, celebrations. Yeah. So I think he's a guy that should probably be in the Hall of Fame. In my opinion, he should be in the Hall of Fame. I think it's the off-the-field stuff that's holding him back. Yeah, I would agree with that statement. It's – he, he did have a lot of off the field stuff. A lot, all all of it, you know the the doing sit ups in his front yard, the popcorn, the the crying over his quarterback, standing on the star, you know the sharpie in his sock. Yeah, uh, let's not forget that him and Chad Johnson it's all good stuff had a they had a reality yeah. show on VH1. And, so, that's, and see, here's the difference: is you've got you've got the the people the the voters who make these decisions right now that are that look at all these things and go. Mm, no, I, I don't. I don't like you know the, the, all of the things that Ryan just went down the list. But when it, when it gets to a younger crowd that's making this vote, if he's you know right. still get, has enough buzz and is still eligible, he, that, well, I think he gets voted in. I mean, it's it's a similar circumstance to something like baseball, where you're going to see steroid era guys get in when people my age can vote, right? Because that's who they grew up watching, and none of that stuff was offensive to them. It was all in good fun and, and funny and, and a good time. It's entertainment. It yeah. was headlines. And, you know, being, you know, growing up being a 49ers fan, I watched Terrell Owens um, blossom into the player he was. Uh, 
I for you know was also surprised to see his name so high on a lot of right. these lists. Yeah. It's a it surprised me because you associate him, or at least I do. I associate him with all the bad stuff you know that you hear about. Yeah. Well, and here's here's one thing I always think about To is uh, wild card playoff game. He had three crucial drops throughout that game against Green Bay. Uh, I was like his first or second year into the league. Like was not high on the 49ers list of guys that, hey, we're going to sign and bring back, makes a ridiculous in-the-knees catch with a football right. to win the game, send the Niners on to the next round of the playoffs. Homer, Homer, Homer. Someone call the I'm literally just feeding KC reasons to do this at this point. True. But uh, well, he missed all the Jerry Rice ones. If he doesn't make that catch... Jerry Rice is, is, is world-renowned as the greatest wide receiver to ever play the game, and I'm not going to argue with that. Like... If Terrell Owens doesn't I get it, yeah. but I, I don't know. I, I I fall under the recency bias category. I I subscribe to LeBron over Michael, which is a very rare thing that you see. I I don't think that Jerry Rice would do well in today's NFL. I just don't. So, All the guys in the league now are bigger, stronger, faster. Conditioned. Uh, it's like different. Learned, it's a yeah, different game, yeah. which is why you it can't compare. Is. First and foremost, that's why you can't compare. Yeah, we are because they're well. You know, <laughs> we got to have some talk about season right. started. It's it's, it's it's controversy, it's but evergreen. You can talk about this all the time. We're if, supposed to disagree. I hear if so. Terrell Owens doesn't make that catch, we might not be sitting here talking about him. That's true. You know that, of, that that catch basically saved his job in San Francisco, and essentially may have saved his career. I mean, he could have been dropped. Obviously, would have been picked up somewhere else and continued to play. Out of the names on this list, which one do you think doesn't belong on that list? These eight. Oh, there's an easy one. Dez. Dez. I, I don't. I don't have his his career stats in front of me. Um, you know, and, and last year was a down year for him, so I can't really base it on that. But injury down year. Let's yeah, yeah. put let's put injury that in there. He was yeah. hurt. Plus, I don't, I don't think even if he was healthy, the system would have been very conducive to to his play style. So, I. But all those names on there, you know, Urban is dominant, Julio is dominant, T.O., Moss, Megatron, uh, Antonio Brown, and OBJ, all dominant all the time. Dez, not so much. And he has off-the-field issues as well. So, Well, looking at this list pretty closely, which one of these guys doesn't have off-field issues as far as – I mean, maybe that's just the mindset that Megatron, a lot of these – Megatron. Megatron. Antonio Brown, Julio Jones. Julio Jones doesn't, yeah. Uh, I guess Julio is the most straight laced out of everybody on this list. I mean, not not necessarily just like off yeah. the field issues, but like on the field antics as well. There's a lot of guys that well, distract good, from good the games on this list. That, period. When you are better and you know you're better, well, there's a, you tend to. There, well, there's, there's I mean, a, there are definitely people that don't fall under that, but there, there's, there's a, a reason that you refer to the diva ride receiver. That that's just what happens. Well, there's also a difference between uh, being confident in your abilities and flaunting your successes and then all of a sudden becoming a distraction to your team. Mm-hmm. And there's right. quite a few names on this list. Get humbled. There's quite a few names on this list that have been distractions to that team that their emotions may have cost them football games. You know, Dez, Michael Irving was guilty. Randy Moss was guilty. Terrell Owens, definitely guilty. Uh, Odell Beckham, we've seen it. Is guilty. Antonio Brown, I mean, not so much his... I mean, uh, a hater sounder. Yeah. Not so much his, uh, um, you know, emotions, but more the celebrations, the posing. The, his haircuts. The, the trying to tackle the league when it comes to fines for said celebrations, stuff like that. 
Uh, Calvin Johnson's always kind of followed the straight and narrow a little bit. Julio Jones is a class act as wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, Larry Fitzgerald's another one you want to talk about a guy that's true. The, yeah, I'm talking about a guy might that have been able to sneak on this list. Especially should be on this like list. He, Larry like, Fitz has got it done with not nearly the talent at quarterback. Right. I mean, he had Kurt Warner for a year. Or he's two. Been, a few years. He's, it's had Carson yeah. Palmer, who Carson Palmer is pretty good. Carson Palmer's hit yeah. hit and miss. Casey, he's been loyal to that team. Yeah. yeah. Casey told me we were talking wide receivers today, but didn't give me much detail. So I pulled up career stats. I also pulled up last year's stats. And a pleasant surprise in all, almost all of last year's stats was Larry Fitzgerald. Mm-hmm. So he was top last year in receptions at 107. Oh, he was a steal. Uh, yeah, and we don't talk was, about it much, but he yeah. was a steal in fantasy last year. Top 20 in yards. Um he, I mean, he's just all around good. He's made some amazing catches. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he's there for his team. He's a guy that you can kind of depend on, and he's done that his entire career. And he's, and like, like you said, he's he's a class act about it. He's yeah. not, he's not gonna. I mean, he's the uh, the old adage, you know, act like you've been there before. Right. When he scores a touchdown, turn, hands the ball to you know whoever's and he is near. He's climbing the list of career stats as well. So, oh, he's um, very close. I, you know, for me, I, I don't think anyone would disagree. That he's a he's a Hall of Famer. He's a future Hall of Oh, Famer, absolutely. Right? I mean, he's only about 700 yards the, under The Moss. problem that you're going to have with that is the way that that works and the the they, the reporters that make these votes want certain guys in before. Ask Tim Brown about it. Yeah. Tim Brown's in there. Well, yes, but he wasn't getting in there before other guys. Right. you got to wait your turn. And well, and how that, long? And that's just – that to me, that's, that's and fairly in a, in simple. In a, in a game like, now where it's very pass-heavy – you're you're gonna see a lot of names yeah. come eligible and well and, I mean, he and won't then, get forgotten. He's definitely gonna get there. I, I'm not disagreeing with that point, but how much does he get penalized because it's just backlogged? Yeah, I, I can understand that. Because he's, he's a like, first ballot. I mean, in theory, yeah, he's he, like we just said he's a class act. He's got the stats to back it up. He, well, he should be in there like, the first chance he gets, but just, he won't be. Just looking at this list, there's guys, you know. Um, who do I got on here? Like, T.O. is not in there. I don't believe Randy Moss is in there. Uh, Reggie Wayne's a name that comes up. Andre Johnson's yep. towards the you know, top ten in, in yards and receptions, things like that. So He's not like, eligible yet, though, is he? No, no, yeah. no. You have, you have to be at least years. five years. Yeah. So, so they're, those are guys that are getting close. Um, and then you get to the argument, like, oh, how can you put in X player yep. when you know, Y player isn't in That's yet, That's so. something that still kind of bothers me. As far as why is this guy getting in now as opposed yeah. to, you know, not this player. And, and there, there's – Like this guy's been on the wait list longer yet. And I can see for the most part NFL, I think they're doing a, a better job now as far as getting some of the, you know, newer eligible players in a little bit quicker just because, like you had mentioned, well, our generation – Yeah. Well, for one, it's – but then it's also – it's recognition. It's, you know – you're not going to get the majority of the NFL audience to tune in yeah. to your Hall of Fame ceremony if it's, it's a bunch of people they haven't heard of. And that's, may have that's, been may have been great players, but if I don't know the name, oh, okay. So I think that's one of those folk. things that still isn't really a ratings grab. I think it's I – and mean, there are. I mean, well, they, it, they do try to get one or two huge they, yeah. names every year, but, I mean, it's the Hall of Fame. Of course, you should have one or two huge oh, names. Oh, well, that, that could But, I mean, get, like I said, if you, you just feel free. You go ask Tim Brown. He'll tell you. And I, I – as a Chiefs fan, I watched him terrorize my team for years, but he had to wait his turn. You know, there were other guys that had to get in before him. Tim, Tim he Brown's was a first ballot Hall of Famer. Period. He's he's not necessarily a splashy guy. Not not a not a name that like honestly you could go up to an average NFL fan on the street and ask you know who's Tim Brown. They won't know that he's. You know, it sounds like their neighbor. Yeah. 
ninth overall in uh, in receiving touchdowns over his career, uh, top ten in uh, in receptions and and yards. So I mean, they're not going to recognize this. Yeah. They, they uh, even fewer fans will realize that he spent his last year with Tampa Bay. But, oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think Tim hit the button, Casey. <laughs> Sorry, my that that's that wasn't super homerish, but uh, it was only a little bit. I think that there there's you know obviously there's a lot to be said about wide receivers and how do you judge a wide receiver? You know, is are touchdowns more important than receptions or yards? You know, yes. there's so much to look at debates. And, and that, well, I mean, opening up the field for your team. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're not, not 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 skewing into the Hall of Fame debate, but ask Martavis Bryant this year on what having another guy on the other side is going to do for you. He may not score a shit ton of touchdowns, but he is going to open up that yeah, field, field for, for Bell and Brown. I think, uh, hopefully, as He's far yeah, I mean, if you're not going to score the touchdowns, oh god, you. Sorry. I mean, it's at a certain point. At one point in your career, you're going to be the player that scores the touchdowns. That's why all of a sudden now you're getting all the attention from the defense and the double coverages right. that's going to make the rest of the field available. But if you're not going to score all the touchdowns, you've got to have some yards, some receptions. You have to have a very good percentage of catches that are coming your way. Now, I don't know how much time we've got left to we've discuss. Got a couple, got a couple I mean, I took this as we were going to put together our personal lists. I don't know if anybody else did that as I didn't, far as top. I thought about it a little bit. I mean, obviously, we've talked about it enough to somewhat debate. I think a, a top five sure. all time might be a little Go fun it. to talk. If you got it, obviously, you got. It to me. I mean, obviously, I've, I've got I've got Jerry Rice. I mean, we it, talked about that. The overall it's number hard. One. Like, overall I want to call one, you a you homer. Can't. I want to yell homer about that, but you can't. You, you can't because statistically, he is. And then, well, statistically, yeah, there's no close like, at second. I've, second, I've got Randy Moss. I think that's fair. Third, I've got Marvin Harrison, a name we have not talked about. So, <laughs> Marvin Harrison. And, and I'm glad that you brought him up because he is on this list a couple times, this couple lists I, I printed out here. He is, uh, you know, number eight overall in yards. He has over 14,000 yards. Uh, he's number four in receptions. You know, just a prolific kind of quiet career. Yeah, exactly. One of those guys that's kind of – flown or not he didn't fly under the radar when he was playing but after the fact it's just kind of been a name that's sort of dropped off of everybody's memories for the most part now he is in the hall of fame so he is being recognized uh there it's just i think he's not one of those names that's he's not a household name he's not there um part of that did help he played a, a Good chunk of his career with Peyton Manning, who I believe is one of the best quarterbacks of all time, top two probably in my Regular opinion. He didn't make my top three on the list that we might get to at some Peyton point. Peyton Manning, okay, well, Ooh. Yeah. well I mean, you have your tease. opinion, and you tease. You have the right to be wrong. Uh, now, here's where, here's where I had a tough time coming up with the list because I didn't know where to put this guy as opposed to the other players. Chris Carter, I put at number four. Okay. I put him under the previous three. Well, that's how the list works. Oh, I know. I mean, but like ten numbers. He could easily be a number two. You should have counted the other way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Should have won five. Should have won five one. It's too late now. Yeah, it's too late. Already started. One though is a given. Yeah, it's true. So Chris Carter is another name that I mean he's he's in top ten of all all the lists receptions yards and touchdowns. I did have a long prolific career. He played for about fifteen years. I don't know. It's hard to say. You kind of counterpoint your last yeah. one where you, yeah. you immediately threw out that he played with Peyton Manning and that pads his stats. Who who threw the ball to Chris Carter? 
over and over. Dante Culpepper in that yeah. air raid offense <laughs> with Randy. I, I, well, yeah. he also I mean, had is, a lot is more Dante than Dante Culpepper going to make anyone's top ten because I don't think he does. I mean that top ten single season. <laughs> I mean, we could make the argument here. Your, uh, you know, your argument from earlier about uh, uh, one receiver opening up the rest of the field. Was Randy Moss so good at the beginning of his career because he was opposite Chris Carter at that point? Probably That's helped. true. That, that's two Hall of Famers right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's two Hall of Famers that sadly don't have a, have right, a ring. So give us five. Number five, got Larry Fitz. That's fair. That's, that's fair. I won't, I won't knock you on that. Like I mean, you said, he's a stand-up guy, which I feel like helps a lot when it comes to talk like this. But I mean, for the most part, when, we got to, when I got to putting statistics and numbers together, these the last four – you're reasonably close. Like, and like we talked about, Jerry Rice is just so far head and shoulders above the rest of the field. I don't think there's any way that you couldn't put him at the top of your list. No. Something even he... even in his later years, you know, his years with Oakland. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I was definitely – I sat here and, and talked up Antonio Brown like there's no tomorrow. But if you're talking overall career, it's, it's definitely Jerry Rice. I just feel like you take a, a short – period of the career and he like antonio brown's just been there yeah, was flat out amazing was, over the course of the past over, four years over 20 years like Jerry and you Ryan's and you won't have it extrapolated do you have way. the one season statistics you probably don't when i was going through this i really wish at this point now that i would have wrote, written it down that we could talk about it Thanks, at one Casey. point at one point uh there was a point in his career where jerry rice throughout one season was like 20 22 touchdown catches in a single year like, those are just crazy numbers to see out of a receiver. Yeah. I mean, Terrell Owens is one of the guys, to go back to the original topic of this discussion, that like a few years in a row had the most touchdown catches out of anybody else in the league. Um, that was – yeah, that – I don't know. that. Those eight, I mean, I can see it just – I don't know. There's, there's there's names you could easily throw in there, and that was the whole point of this discussion. Yeah. Uh, well, it was it was throwing out eight, and then maybe being able to throw some other ones in there. The interesting then, thing is, is there's no way that these groups of four could ever play on one. Well, no team. No. I mean, just you generally don't position get four that way. But well, I mean, I mean, position wise, you've got your, your you guy that's going to stretch the field. You've got your wait. You can't pay him, but you got your guy that's going to stretch the field. You got your slot guy. You got your you know cross the middle guy. Like for the most part, a lot of these guys, well, they'd all be willing to make it work. I promise. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, for a lot of the, I mean, for a lot of the the namesake, a lot of these guys just, you know, played very similar. Yeah. yeah. You know, similar styles. So a couple things worth pointing out on that, on, on your list, or on all the wide receivers pretty much that we've been talking about in general. All of them played 1984 and after. So Jerry Rice started in 1984? 85 was his first year. Um, and after. I think uh, Chris Carter was 87. So, you know, we're talking about the last 30 years. Something like that. So there are no no guys that started before then on this list, other than uh, you know some some one off names here and there. So obviously the league is skewing more towards oh, passing. There's a lot of projecting. Ab- oh yeah, that's it's a pass. Absolute. It's a passing league now, which it wasn't. Which I think makes all those stats even more impressive. Is those guys didn't play in a, in a passing league. There wasn't the rules weren't set up to protect the quarterback to make the passing game work as it is now. This, I mean, this is the same, a similar thought that I had when putting this together is there's a couple of names that come up when you look at greatest wide receivers, some guys that played well before Jerry, yeah. Jerry Rice. Ever, okay. Well, we don't, we me. don't really do anything before the merger. I ever, ever. Well, not even, not even before the merger, just some guys that, you know, weren't namesakes that aren't 
is credible. And That's you're, true. You're trying to if you're if we're gonna go best of all time, which I thought we were doing. Or you know, yeah, his, no. uh, I, I or, mean, or history. I just wanted stick. to spark a, a, a lengthy conversation yeah. here. Well, you're, I felt is, like being able to to do it the way we did. I, that probably sparked more of a conversation than we yeah. would have otherwise. Well, at a, at a certain point, if you're going to try and put together a top, you know, list, you're trying to avoid just names that you're more familiar with, and then you're going to try and pay more attention to history. And okay, so so who were some good guys before you know I started watching football, or you know before it was I was definitely a recency bias for some oh, people. Oh, exactly. It's, but you start going. That's th- also where the statistics are. Yeah, you start sure. going through the stats here, and there's so many that are either currently playing or within the last few years retired, or you know like your Jerry Rice's, your Randy Moss's, guys that have been retired out of the league for a few, you know, quite a while. Terrell Owens has been out of the league for quite a while, but still making all these lists. Um, and like I said, it's just a completely different game at this point even when even when i mean even when jerry rice was playing they were starting to get to more of a pass heavy and i think the offense you know, system the offensive well. yeah offense benefited him uh having you know two hall of fame quarterbacks throwing you touchdown passes you know definitely helps it's just at a certain point some of those older names that are on your lists that have made you know top 10s top 100s uh it's just a different style of play. So it'd be interesting to see, like, you made the comparison of, you know, your Le- LeBron, you know, mm-hmm. Jordan. Could they ca- – We don't want to get too many could, people. Could they translate – That's an argument yeah. that people – But could they translate over. over to today's game? And for that same argument, could the players that we see today that are putting up the numbers, could they play back then? That's – To it, where you could – It's a very common – especially I mean, in the NBA where there was – it was a lot more physical of a game than it is now. Oh, that's, that's the argument there. Well, even the – I NFL, feel like even the NFL – NFL was so is, much more physical back in the day. Of, it, it was, but no one would be able to, to run step for step with Randy Moss. People now can't do it. No. Right? Oh, no. I no. Mean, and and uh, I think that, you know, it, it's a good – Good conversation to have because, you know, wide receivers seem to evolve and defensive backs seem to evolve. And that's why some of the fastest times you're seeing in the combine and things like that now are, are defensive backs as opposed to necessarily wide receivers. This year it was the wide receivers, John Ross. But, you, you know, you so have you both of them. didn't wear those Nikes. Well, you have was both. Nike or Adidas? Damn, I think I fucked that up. I do not know. I don't remember. Uh, but Could both, have had his own island. I, I just think that now all athletes or all, all people on – the football teams now are like athletic freaks that they weren't necessarily, you know, well, even yeah, 30, 40 years freaks ago. In all sports, it could also be a sense of maybe, you know, college recruiters, you know, high school coaches are looking for talent elsewhere. You know, 30 years ago, maybe you're not looking for so much speed at your, you know, your cornerback position, your safety yeah, position. This is true. And, or you're, because you're trying to put that speed on your offensive side of the football. Now you're taking guys who, necessarily don't have the best hands in the world maybe can't you know come down with the ball as often but you're putting them on the defensive side because they've got that speed to combat you know yeah. the receivers gone both ways yeah or like like uh devin hester's one that comes to mind was it a, a, a cornerback in college swept uh, flipped over to a wide receiver in the nfl or you know a Deion sanders that Deion regularly sanders. played both ways yeah. in the nfl played baseball for a while too all right i feel like That's that was three a, ways. a good good conversation that we had there um we're gonna we're gonna end it there. Like I said, starting uh, starting up next week, we're gonna we're gonna start our division previews. We're gonna have some people on. Um, we're always looking for some people for for some for some teams, I suppose. We've we've got 
some teams that we have a lot of people and others that we're sitting at zero. So give us a like, you know, comment on our stuff. Tell us who your yeah, favorite if you team wanna, is. Yeah, if you ever want to come on, talk some football, we, have some beer. definitely willing to have you on and, and, oh, and discuss your team, especially with these division previews. There are some teams that it's hard for us to find. I mean, like I said, we're located in the Midwest, so. I don't know a single I, Jets fan. I don't, yeah, Jets well, are fans. There any left? I, well, there might be a couple. We we'll probably get somebody's grandpa who is like, you know. Joe but, Namath might yeah. come on. So let it, let us know who your team is. Like I said, I think we've got a full full four lined up for the uh, NFC North next week. I got a couple more messages to send, but we should be fully stocked for next week. And uh, I don't know where we're going to go from there for for the previews, but we'll have some people on. I'm going to try to get some people on, even for the teams that uh, we enjoy, if possible. Yeah, so we don't. We're going to try to be as all over the place. unbiased as. Yeah, that's a lot of sounders going off when we're it talking our own team divisional right. previews. Right. It would be. Yeah. It would so be if hard. you give a shit about the Packers, the Bears, the Lions, uh, oh, give us a listen and tell us why whoever we had on was wrong. We'd love to have some yeah. debates on air come season time. You know, if you believe one way and whomever we have on believes another, we'll let you. We'll let you air it out. And yeah. Have a conversation. Skype you. We'll call you. You can come here. Trying to do here. Yeah. So. Um, as always, we'd like to uh, to thank Elysium for letting us use their their rocking tunes for our intro and outro. They're uh, about to release some uh, more dates. They're going out in August, so check that out. See if they're coming near you. New album coming soon as well, I believe. Um, you can follow us on Facebook if you're not doing that. You definitely should be. We are at facebook.com slash justanotherfootballshow. Um, any questions? Cody was nice enough to send us one this time around. We thank you so very much for the question, Cody. It was a very good one. Oh, especially at this time of going. year. Yeah, I mean, we got something to talk about. We got deep into the yeah. – someone Someone just send us the quarterback question. Like, Jam really wants to have this conversation, and we, I like to troll him on it. So uh, someone send us the quarterback question. You're going to be upset with my list. I'm, I'm not. But uh, that is uh, another show at gmail.com. You can get us there. You can shoot us the message on Facebook as well if you've got a question. Um, we're always around to, uh, to receive those. You can also follow us on Twitter, uh, at another FB show. We, like I said, always looking for any questions that you can, you can get us always. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Let's talk about anything. Yeah. Anything Even else? if they're just like regular general questions. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, well, I mean, we're going to go, we're going to start heavy into football here. So I guess maybe that windows up, but you know, we, we can pocket stuff we'll next time. off season. Yeah. We'll talk things that aren't football. It's fully possible. Yeah, whatever. We'll just have give a lot us something to talk go. about. We got some. We got some crazy shit in the works for just topic ideas to for off season. About. This is what I work with. All right. So uh, for these two fuck sticks, just give us something to talk about. And that's why he's. Well, they might just. Love, love. They, might, they might both be demoted to two. Right. This has been. Just another football show.